the Krampus costume. Oh my God, so awesome. So Krampus awesome. looks so awesome. And it sucks. He hates it so. I know there's love for it. I can't understand why. It's awful. How exactly do you, I like a lot of elderly men who are willing to just be nude in the snow. <laughs> there it is. There it is. It's the Christmas spirit we love so much here at Gateway <laughs> Film Center. <laughs> Thank you for coming out. It's the Christmas edition of Fright Club Live, and she is Santa Hope Madden. He's George Wolf. And we're from MadWolf.com. It's our Scary Santas, Frightful Santas edition. Of Fright Club. We're going to watch a great, fun movie and talk about some scary standards. And first of all, thank you all, number one, for not going to see Genesis tonight and <laughs> for not going to see the West Side Story screening that was going on. Maybe I know, they didn't know. Right now, everybody's going, oh man, there was a West Side Story screening? <laughs> I, I was afraid we weren't going to get George here because of the West Side. I thought I was, I was going to drug him and bring him here myself. In a no, big are you kidding me? I wouldn't miss it. This is great. And we had a fantastic uh, podcast last time and a great response, by the way, to Charles Band, who we got on the show to so uh, cool. talk about his brand new book, Confessions of a Puppet Master. And that guy has got some stories. He does. Fantastic stories. And he was a great guest. He was. Yeah, it was really super fun to talk to him. I was very nervous about it. And Dan, this is one of my favorite responses, tweet tweeted uh, a picture of an autograph that he had of Charles Band's, which was very, very cool. Um, but I think, I mean, every so many people, especially if you listen to Fright Club, you're probably big fans of, of well, any number of the films that he's, if he not the ones he directed or wrote, but the maybe the ones he produced and distributed. Yeah. I mean, it's a, such a huge, it was, I mean, that was daunting. It's a massive, massive list of movies. And so there were some that we didn't put on there that people were, <laughs> were mad about. Most people were mad about subspecies, which yeah. doesn't surprise me in the slightest. Charlie, in particular, he was a little grumpy about subspecies. And uh, he had some great advice for us as brand new filmmakers. He said, run for the hills. So, um, That's right. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> we're not going to do it. No, no, he was very cool. He said, just do it. Make your movie. So right. we're, we're still going to do that. Hashtag obstacle corpse. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. What else? We, we did have a lot of good response to we that We did. One. Yeah. Yeah, we did. But we get, we have some, uh, some also rands to discuss because I'm always shocked every year by how many straight up Christmas movies there are. And I, I don't know if you've noticed this, but on Mad Wolf, this friend of George's does a bad, like, well. Cheesy maybe she Christmas it. romance. Cheesy Christmas Courtney. romance movie. Yeah. And that's just, gone over really well as well. I can't. I mean, it's just so shocking to me how many Christmas movies there it's are. The, the cheesy romance, that's a whole subgenre oh, yeah, it's, of that, that Hallmark stuff. And people love it. Hundreds and hundreds of them. Yeah, uh, exactly. But they're also, they're, I mean, there is a... <laughs> DSAC. DSAC loves them. COVID broke me on that. COVID <laughs> broke me. <laughs> but there's also just a metric shit ton of horror films that are Christmas oriented. Yeah. Yep. So and and we've done we've done several years ago we did our favorite Christmas horror films and so we we narrowed it down to just bad Santas, scary Santas, and even that there are so many that we just have it's to great. give. It's great. We have to just give uh, give thanks to a couple of the ones that didn't make the list. Now here's the top one. Because he's, he's a dick, right? Santa Claus from Rudolph. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer dick. Santa Claus. He really is. He's a bully? <laughs> I hate that guy. I and was he's traumatized such, by him and as a kid. You know, he's such a homer because at the end, you know, he doesn't want anything to do with Rudolph. And then it's like, oh, we've been friends forever. Come yeah, on and help. He's you know, terrible. Oh, you know, he's terrible. And then, um, but here's another beloved writer. 
Jack, Jack Skellington. Skellington. Um, I mean, the Santa Claus, Sandy Claus, he's pretty great too. But but you know, for our this creepy Santa's, oh, Jack Skellington is awesome. Fantastic. Yeah, he's great. <laughs> right. So Santa Slay. This is uh, this is uh, Bill Goldberg, the wrestler the, from uh, the 1985 film Santa's Slay, which is not very good. But I can't get over the cast. There are so many people in that movie. They're really. You were reminding me of all the people in that movie. Oh yeah. I, I was. I was. Fran slain. Drescher, <laughs> James Caan. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's just it's, there's so many people in that movie. It's crazy. Uh, but um, he actually makes a really good creepy Santa Claus. He's real big. He does. The costume is awesome. He looks great. I, I really enjoy that Santa Claus. Um, Oliver McCreevy, who's in Tales from the Crypt, the 1972, the Joan Collins one. He's only in like one scene, but he's, I remember when I saw that like on TV, I stayed home from school one time when I was a little kid and it was on TV and, and he just terrified me. Well, he's so, a, he's a dirty Santa. He is. You know? He is. He's I mean, unclean. Dirty. <laughs> he's dirty. He's a dirty. Yeah. And then of course, there's a couple that have to be mentioned and partly because they just, George thought they actually made the list and he was so mad. So from Silent Night, Deadly Night, Robert Brian Wilson, but more importantly, of course, his little brother from Silent Night, Deadly Night 2, Eric Freeman. Many years ago, actually not that many years ago, four or five years ago, we were on vacation on my birthday, which is December 20th, and on my actual birthday, torrential downpours. We mm -hmm. couldn't leave the, the hotel room. We were just stuck inside the whole time, and I was feeling very bad for myself. And apparently kind of angry at George, I'm going to guess, because I made him watch Silent Night, Deadly Night. I was just like, you know what? Fuck this. It's my birthday. And it sucks. He hates it so, I so know, much. I know there's love for it. I can't understand why. It's awful. So just I, awful. I, I just couldn't bring myself to make him watch the sequel. <laughs> like, I just couldn't bring myself. Although, you know I wanted to. You know I wanted to be able to just spend the rest of the vacation going, garbage day. <laughs> but know, so George minute, had never seen it. For a minute, because I looked at the list, and I thought what is going to be number five here, it was mixed up in my head that I thought it was this one. And I'm like, are you, are you seriously <laughs> put that on there? But, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm out on this one. It's terrible. <laughs> But anyway, so those are the those are the just the Santas specifically that I wanted to remember before we yeah. got into our list. All right, fair enough. Uh, so that's what we've got. We've got scary Santas, frightful Santas. Some of these, eh, maybe a couple we've talked about before, but a lot of them we haven't. So that's good. Leading up to a great one, a fun one that we're going to see tonight in 35 millimeter nice. print here at Gateway Film Center. They always come through. So uh, so let's get at it. Number five on our list of scary Santas from 1980. A toy factory worker, mentally scarred as a child upon learning Santa Claus is not real, suffers a nervous breakdown after being belittled at work and embarks on a yuletide killing spree, Christmas evil. And this Christmas, you better believe in Santa, or he'll slay you. Merry Christmas, Frank. Christmas Evil, the night he dropped in. You know, I have to say that the voiceover on that trailer is leaves something to be desired. <laughs> that's, you could have done it so much better, that's, George. It's not good. No, it's not good. Actually, the trailer is not good. Um, and the, I'm not going to say it's a great movie. It's, it's absolutely not a great well, movie. Well, all you need to know is that John Waters says it's his favorite Thanksgiving slash Christmas film. Yep. So if you didn't know anything about it, that's all you need to know. I think that is all you need to know. <laughs> and, and you know, it's there are so many, especially in the in the early '80s, uh, that they almost seem like the same film. You know, but this one came first, 
And one of the things that's interesting about it is that because of that, um, it's almost like the town that dreaded sundown. It's called a slasher, but it doesn't fit the pattern of a slasher because it was first. So it, you right. know, so so it seems weird when you're watching because you keep expecting something to happen. It doesn't happen because it predates the tropes. And that's what this one is is like. And it's also there's such a narrow window between when you're watching a movie, you can tell how close or far it is from the 1970s, right? Even just watching the trailer, you're like, that's that. Well, it's film. It's a little bit grainy. It, it's a li- anyway. It, it, but there's something about the movie that is again, it's not very good. But there are a couple of great performances. But mainly, I got to look up his name for a second. Is um, Brandon Maggart, who plays Harry slash Santa Claus, he's so good and he's so sympathetic. And that's plus the Santa Claus outfit is great. But I think that's what there's another one in the list too later on where where that's I think what just gets me watching the movie is that you don't hate his guts. You really just wish somebody would give him a hug and could have just <laughs> changed everything for everybody. So Again, it's not a great movie, but there is something really unsettling and worthwhile about it. And, of course, the the tagline there in the trailer sounded familiar, the night he dropped in. This is actually the success of Halloween that allowed this film to be made, although this one was actually written earlier. Uh, So that's maybe they felt that, oh, we're allowed to use that because we came earlier. But, but yes, it sticks out uh, that with, uh, like you you mentioned, it came first before the slasher tropes. Although Halloween set the uh, set the stage for the you know the popular the popularity of that movie set the stage for this one and so many others to uh, suit come out so 1980 Christmas Evil number five on our frightful Santa scary Santa's list a favorite of mine coming up at number four this is just from 2015 interwoven stories that take place on Christmas Eve as told by one festive radio host a family brings home more than a Christmas tree. A student documentary becomes a living nightmare. A Christmas spirit terrorizes and Santa slays evil in a Christmas horror story. Christmas, the most magical time of year. This is Krampus, right? What's a Krampus? He's like an anti-Santa Claus, a demon who punishes the naughty. That's fine. It's the elves. I fear they may all become infected. The atmosphere here in Bailey Downs is truly grim this holiday season. I remember when we first saw this, I was surprised how much I enjoyed it. And I I think in the last few years, it still kind of slips through the cracks because I end up every year recommending it to a lot of people that have never heard of it. But I think it's a lot of fun. Yeah, people who like anthology horror, and there are a lot of people who do, that's what this is. Uh, And they are cleverly um, sort of held together Mm -hmm. through uh, a radio station, or a DJ who is is broadcasting from the mall. Dangerous Dan. Right, played played by by William Shatner. Shatner. Uh, and, Not a but, convincing DJ, but a Shatner. Yeah, you know that's why he likes it, right? He likes it because <laughs> the, the hero is the DJ. Um, uh, one of the stories I think one of the one of the shorts in the film is, fa- is fairly weak. One of them is about a changeling, and fuck, changeling stories creep me out. Um, so there's that, but also the Krampus costume. Oh my God, so awesome! So Krampus awesome. looks so awesome, and the Santa Claus looks very awesome as yeah, well. Yeah, George uh, Buzza is the Santa Claus. Yeah. He does look awesome, and you saw just a bit of him in the trailer, going uh, battling it out with Krampus. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, if you remember, years ago, <laughs> I was the one that introduced you to the idea of Krampus. You had never heard of Krampus because I worked with a guy years ago that just loved Krampus. I think he was he worshipped Krampus or something. Anyway. <laughs> 
There so was a problem. Th- there was a problem. But the first time <laughs> it came up, I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah, Krampus, the Christmas devil. And she's like, you just made that up. Do you know like, how long ago No, was? it's real. <laughs> and he still brings it up, like, every year. And, Lords uh, it over me. That's right. And also, you might have noticed in the trailer, they mentioned the town here is uh, Bailey Downs, which is the same town as... Uh, the Ginger Snaps. Yeah, thank you. Be, yeah, and, because uh, two of the two of the directors and writers right. are they they wrote and directed the two sequels exactly. So not the original film, but the two and three, which are both very good actually. Yeah. So Santa, yeah, he's 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 a cool uh, fighting badass taking on Krampus, and I think the ending, the way they wrap it up and tie it all together, it has a nice little surprise to it. I thought so. If you, how many people have seen this? Uh, yeah. So yeah, it's, if you haven't, might want to check it out. Yeah, it's fun. The, it's a fun one. Season. It is a fun one. And that is Christmas Horror Story from 2015, number four on our Santa list. Moving up to number three from 1989, on Christmas Eve, a resourceful young boy has to defend himself and his grandfather from a killer dressed as Santa Claus. It's Deadly Games. His name is Thomas. He believes in Father Christmas. His two favorite pastimes, computers and superheroes. December 24th, midnight, hidden under the dining room table, Thomas waits for Father Christmas. But what he does not know is that he is about to experience the most frightening night in his entire life. He finally met his match. Wanted Mr. Xmas. That mullet. Oh, my God, that <laughs> mullet. It's so priceless, that mullet. This is uh, Belgian, and it's just so weird. But I really love this movie. The one thing that I always feel like I need to point out right away, there's a dog. We know what happens to dogs in horror movies. d this movie's not for you. Fair warning. Is, right. And then the other thing, and you can see, like, all the sort of Rambo stuff going on. It's a badly edited film. Like, it ought to move at a much quicker clip, and the whole time you're like, okay, let's, all right, let's move. Oh, this should be like a montage. But anyway, th- that aside, those two things aside, this movie is so bizarre. The house that this kid lives in is, it, it, so it's like, and it came out the year before Home Alone. Right, that's what I was going to say. And it's got, it's so similar to Home Alone, except, you know, it's like this it's insanely wealthy people, and they leave their kid by himself, and then there's a home intruder, and he, he rigs up all this shit. Except that the home intruder in this case is not like, you know, bumbling thuds. It's a full-blown psychopathic Santa Claus. And what's great, again, just like Christmas Evil, you really feel for this guy. I mean, this, this performance is great. He's just nuts. He's just nuts. Again, you just want to sort of, you're simultaneously, like, so sorry for him and terrified by him. And I'm glad you brought that up about Home Alone because, as I found out this week, you can go down a, a rabbit hole, like so many other things on the Internet, of theories about this movie actually being the inspiration, the uncredited inspiration for Home Alone because the John Hughes apparently said he came up with the idea for Home Alone on a European vacation <laughs> and where everybody thinks, yeah, it's a European vacation where you saw this movie. Yeah. I mean, it, it's crazy that yeah. where you can find uh, people that will just really de- defend that this is sh- should be called the original Home Alone. But whatever, it's got a creepy Santa. It does. And, I mean, he's such a great Santa Claus. And But it's also, I mean, the set design in this is, I, I, like, I, you, you just won't be able to get over the house this guy lives in. Or then also... The mom sort of runs this big, it's, it's not a mall? I don't know what it is. Some very high-end, circus-level shopping center someplace in Belgium where they have acrobats and fire eaters and, <laughs> 
you know, like really good costumes for their Santas. It's crazy, but uh, but that's the other thing. And I'm always stickler for that. It's a good it's a good looking Santa Claus costume this guy has on. It's funny. It's not intentionally funny, but it is funny. But it, I mean, it does have a a lightness about it as he's like you know putting the camo on his face mm-hmm. and he's uh, it's it's a really weird film, but incredibly enjoyable. Oh my god, it is best friend Pilou. I you know what I want there to be a kid in every French film named Pilou. Anyway. <laughs> And it's got a heavy placement of uh, Bonnie Tyler's song, (laughs) Merry Christmas, so much so that the writer-director of this movie directed the video for that song. Yes. Bonnie Tyler's And it's so funny. Merry Christmas. Which I I didn't know before I saw this movie that she had a Christmas song, and it's so inappropriate for this movie, (laughs) you know, because it's it's like, it's one of, you know, like 50% of Christmas songs, it's all about Jesus. It's all about Jesus. There's no Jesus in this movie whatsoever. There's no, and the whole movie, it's like, and and during the montage where he's, and it's just such a weird juxtaposition where he's like putting on all this, you know, Rambo makeup, which, you know, is for like action movie slash comic effect. You hear Bonnie Tyler's, you know, raspy bellowing out about Jesus. Like, what the hell is happening right now? What they mean is, Jesus, this is a weird movie. (laughs) So from 1989, Deadly Games, number three on our list of scary Santas. Moving up to number two, this is a fun one, 2010, a horror film that depicts St. Nicholas as a murderous bishop who kidnaps and murders children. Happy holidays. When there is a full moon on December 5th, this is Saint. So one of the one of the first things to mention about this movie is the movie poster because this movie came out in 2010 and in early 2011 the movie poster won the Dutch award for best cinema poster of the year. <laughs> you can see why. Uh, but it also proved to be very controversial because a bunch of organizations of concerned parents tried to boycott it because it featured that Zombie St. Nicholas, as opposed to the friendly St. Nicholas that people in the Netherlands are used to. But screw you, Mom and Dad, it won Best Poster. Yeah, it, it's a funny thing because this, I mean, because that, that happened to Silent Night, Deadly Night, was that it got banned because its poster scared yeah. children. And a lot of people said that that was why it didn't make any money, except unless you saw it. And then you're like, well, <laughs> it's actually a really terrible film. Yeah. But um, but I, I find that uh, interesting. This movie is is like 50% awesome you know it's got a lot of times i think the um european santa claus sinterklaus fables they're just creepy in and of themselves like the actual sort of history behind it is so weird and creepy that that it makes for a great horror film and every time whenever they focus on that when they focus on like you know the origin story or when they focus on the actual dude who is creepy as hell and he's on this massive um horse like the whole time and he's got all these like soot covered little helpers He's so creepy. That whole thing is awesome. But then they layer that into this very, very typical slasher, like very, very Halloween, actually, very typical slasher film with a lot of blood, decapitations, people having sex, then getting killed, um, which is really disappointing. But for the 50% that's great, it is really good. And what might be a little bit confusing to American audiences is the date, December 5th, but that is St. Nicholas Eve 
in the Netherlands, and that's a major gifting holiday instead of Christmas or Christmas Eve. Some families wait till the next day, December 6th. That's the St. Nicholas's name day. So they sort of like some families here open gifts on Christmas Eve instead of Christmas Day. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing in the ne- mm-hmm. Netherlands with the 5th and the 6th. So that's why it's But on there. the 5th is when they set St. Nicholas on fire. Right. And then shoved his raft out so yeah. that there was nothing he could do about it. Yeah, so that's a great tradition. That's right. Uh, so you open your <laughs> gifts on that day, but on the full moon he comes and slaughters you. No, it's like based on, because so many of them are based on the idea that, that you know, St. Nicholas and his helpers, they shove naughty children into their sacks and then they, they make room for the naughty children by leaving gifts for the good children. Yeah. And that's like an actual yeah. folk tale. Because <laughs> they're a heartier group than we are. <laughs> better watch out. You better not cry. That's Saint that's right, from man. 2010. Number two on our list of scary Santas. And, oh, yeah, look at the clock. We're up against it. So we got to get up to the movie that we're going to see tonight. Excited about it. From 2010, in the depths of the Corva. Tunturi Mountains. Good for you. 486 meters deep <laughs> lies the closest ever guarded secret of Christmas. The time has come to dig it up. This Christmas, everyone will believe in Santa Claus. Rare exports. We have Santa Claus. He sees you when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. Bad or good. And he doesn't give up. Rare Exports, a Christmas tale. So, how many of you have seen this one? Yeah. Wow. I I thought it might be more than that, actually. Well, that's great. Well, even if you have, we've got the 35 millimeter print, which is awesome. Yep. Uh, Looking forward to that. Really excited to uh, get this one. Tonight, and of course, we're not going to say anything to spoil anything uh, for anybody that hasn't seen it, but we talked about John Waters earlier. This one, Kate Blanchett names as oh, one nice. of her favorite Ooh. movies. So, ha, ha, ha. That's pretty good. But we definitely want you to come down and give us your thoughts afterwards. Uh, whether you've seen it before or not, we'd love to get you on the podcast. So come down and uh, we'll talk about it a little bit afterwards. But other than that, any, any thoughts on Rare Exports before we roll it? No, except that, my God, this kid is cute. <laughs> oh, no, it's a, and actually, no, let me mention, it's a real-life father and son playing uh, Rono and Pateri are played by Yorma and Oni Tomila. So real-life father and son, and I know I pronounced those exactly right. Uh, so that's Rare Exports from 2010. Coming up in just a second. 84 festive minutes later. So I guess everybody dug it, huh? <laughs> Yay! Yeah, <laughs> that's fun. I love how I love how at the end, all of a sudden the dad's like, "Yeah, my boy. <laughs> yeah, that's my guy." <laughs> and more mullets. All the mullets. Yeah. Yay! <laughs> the kid's name P- Pieteri. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's great. That kid is great. He just sits back and he takes everybody's abuse. And then, but boy, at the end, you need somebody to get it done. That's he's, right. He's your guy. <laughs> the, it's funny, though, and it, this is, I don't know how many times I've seen this movie, but every time, every time, seeing him just sort of fondle that giant shotgun and move it around and knowing that it's loaded the whole time, I'm like on the edge of my seat every time, though I already know that he doesn't actually, you know, kill himself with it. Still, it's just, it's, it seems like a bad idea it to is, me. It is, because, yeah, he's just, and he's, <laughs> at the one, the one time he's got it, I think pointed right at his dad's back. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And you're just, yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot nervous. of fun. 
It's a lot of fun. And this is, it strikes me because we are currently casting for a feature film. Mm -hmm. How exactly do you, I'd like a lot of um, elderly men who are willing to just be nude in the snow. <laughs> like that seems like an, <laughs> it seems like unusual casting to Tyrone. me. Tyrone. <laughs> right. But you know, if my dad was still alive, he'd probably be first in line. Oh is, yeah, is he there, would be. Is there beer involved? Yeah. Is there beer involved here? <laughs> if anybody's got uh, comments, come on down as we're talking about this. I have never seen so much Santa junk in my life. No, no. I hope not. And a lot of it reminded me of the thing because of the setting and nothing but men trapped fighting a mysterious menace. Mm -hmm. But also a little bit from it because unlike the famous scene they didn't shoot, he becomes a man very obviously when he finally get rid of Vupe. Yeah. He does. It's true. Um, one of the things that it reminded, uh, I think, the two of us of, because there, there are no women, there are no women in this right. entire film, was another Christmas classic, Calvair. Calvair, yeah. I thought, um, where's the dance scene? Exactly. That's what George <laughs> wanted to know. Would there be dancing later? Yeah. I like what you don't see at, at the end. Yeah. Uh, because sometimes that can be, it's such a wise move because it can never measure up to what your imagination can do better, I think. Mm -hmm. And I think they made a, a smart move in what you don't see at the end. Look, Brandon brought you a beer, George. <laughs> so nice. <laughs> Hi hyphenated brought you. But uh, anyway, I, I really <laughs> like the, what the movie does, too, is it, it plays into action movie cliches as well. Mm -hmm. Like with the, uh, the there's the, the line towards the end of the movie where the little kid says, you know, I'm not coming back. Yes. Which you hear so much in action movies, like the big explosions. And, you know, the, the movie that the director ended up doing, I think next was called uh, Big Game with Samuel L. Jackson. Oh, my God. Did and he make just that? Like, and like an over-the-top action movie. Not quite as good as this, but like you could see... The, the inkling and what he wanted to do, like melding like horror and fairy tale and, and action all together. I, I love that they're sort of a smorgasbord of, of all kinds of uh, different genres. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And that and he was the kid was an action star by the end. Yeah, he was all <laughs> he was all that walkie talkie, got the gun, and I'm going, I'm not coming back. He's now. on the outside of the you know, he I love that, you know, in the helicopter scene, yeah. he's just hanging on the outside. Oh my god, he's great. That little kid is great. Yeah. <laughs> I really love the fact that this movie spent an hour and a half to set up the title in a joke at the end. Like it's they true. built all the way to Rear <laughs> Export, you're like, oh, what is this? And then oh the whole movie is building to that one joke at the end. That's great. That's it commitment. Great. Yeah, that's commitment. They really committed to it. Uh, it's been a long time since I've seen this. Um, I saw it in a uh, college course I took on foreign language films. Uh, I love this story. Yeah. Tell the whole story. So uh, the uh, class, uh, in the beginning of the course, we uh, watched a lot of like uh, Jean-Luc Godard, Akira Kurosawa, Federico Fellini. Uh, and then when we were close to the end of the semester, uh, the teacher uh, gave us, um, like, let us pick which movies we wanted to watch. Uh, one of them was Pan's Labyrinth and another one selected Rare Exports. <laughs> Nice. It was so, and Rare Exports, it intrigued me because it was just so different compared to the other movies we watched <laughs> and really different because I've never seen like a Christmas horror film before. 
That sounds like a kick-ass class. It does. I like that. <laughs> I love that this is in with Kurosawa. Like, I love I that so much. <laughs> All right. Looking ahead to next month, we know the theme. I picked it, by the way. He did pick it. Uh, but we don't know the movie, right? We don't. It's one of three excellent choices, though. And between then, between now and then, we are going to do the best horror films of 2021. Right. It, man, That'll be the next podcast. It's time for those lists. And so the next uh, podcast will be a studio podcast where we have to uh, make our list and check it two or three times. Uh, for but the you best want to tell them the topic horror, of- Yeah, the best horror of the year is coming next. But yeah, we realized next year, 2022, well, as we were talking with John earlier, we can't believe this, but 21 years ago, that's 2001, so we decided- Let's do horror movies that are old enough to drink. That's right. This year. So, and actually, when we look back, it's a great year. It is a great year. Yeah. 2001 had some really great, very fright clubby movies come out. So, yeah, so we we're excited about that. Narrowed it down to two or three, and we'll see what, uh, what Chris can get. He always comes through, so we're looking ahead to that next month. And then in a couple of weeks, we'll have the best of the year. And, uh, and then we're on to uh, a, a brand new year of Fright Club. Usually... She likes to have them picked out the entire year, but for obvious reasons, that's been hard this year to find yeah. out what we could get and what yeah. we couldn't get. Yeah. So, uh, so I'm completely riddled with anxiety about it. <laughs> I'm not even making that up. I'm so freaked out that I don't even know what we're playing next month. Usually by this time, I know what we're playing next December. <laughs> so, yay. That's leaving on a high note. <laughs> All right. So enjoy- Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> so enjoy the movie. Be sure to come down afterwards and uh, tell us what you thought. Anybody that doesn't have a Fright Club button, we've got a bunch. Come down here and grab one. We will have this podcast uh, edited and ready to roll probably on Monday. So you can find it on all the uh, usual platforms. You can find it on, on Twitter, of course, or at uh, Fright Club Pod on Facebook and Instagram. It's Mad Wolf Columbus. And the main website is madwolf.com. So you can find that everywhere and anywhere, as well as your favorite podcast app. So thanks again for coming out tonight. She is Santa. Oh, Madden. He's Santa, George Wolf. And this is the Fright Club Podcast. You guys are awesome. Thanks again for coming out, and Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.